All right, welcome back. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. Joe Biden losing support inside his own party and amongst a group of people that may very well have helped him get elected in 2020. We'll get to that momentarily. But first, I want to get to the phones. Let's go to John in Detroit. What's up, John? John? All right, let's go to Mike in Shelby Township. Hello, Michael. Hello, Chris. I got a question which I can't understand. Okay. If Trump overvalued his property, property taxes that you pay the government and the states are based on value. Mm -hmm. So he actually paid more for his properties than he should have. So where is the harm that that he did to the state or to the government? Well, it's not about the property taxes. It's more about if you overinflate what you're worth or you overinflate the valuation of, uh, let's say, Trump Tower or how many square feet it is, that it that that in uh, it it impacts the the evaluation. It impacts the assessment and impact and then it impacts the banking systems that are incurring this this potential debt or loans. And so the, the wrongdoing is the fraud of of pumping yourself up more than what you're actually worth. But isn't it true that your value is based on your assumption and what the market will bear? So if the market bears the value, then that's the value. You know if you try to sell a car for too much money, nobody will buy it. Well, that's true. There's no doubt that the market dictates. There's no doubt about it. But, like, when I refied my house, Mike, I wasn't the one making the call on how much my house was worth. That has to be from somebody else. That has to be from from my loan company. Now, if they want to send an assessor out to, to, to look at my property top to bottom and tell me what it's worth or, like many were doing, during when the, the time when most people were refining is they would just tell you over the phone based on on what you sold your house for X number of, or what you bought your house for X number of years ago and what the market dictates now. But that's that's their call. If I'm the one who's over and evaluating it, that's where the problem is. Mike, I appreciate the call. Good stuff. 800-859-0957. This this trend and, and we talked about the New York Times Siena poll yesterday a bit, and we're going to talk about it more coming up in the three o'clock hour about how if the election were held today, Donald Trump would beat Joe Biden in a straight up head to head match. But why is that? And I think there's a lot of factors in the New York Times poll, but there's another poll that was conducted by Gallup. Joe Biden's approval rating among Democrats has plummeted to 75 percent. That's down 11 percent just last month and another new poll shows that Arab Americans are dropping their support for Joe Biden in big time numbers. And that certainly could have some pretty serious ramifications. Sam Robinson's a reporter for Axios Detroit and he joins us. Sam, good to have you. What what did you make of of these polling numbers of of Arab Americans, specifically here in the Michigan area? Obviously we, we've got a a, a healthy uh, Arab population in the Dearborn area, uh, but in Southwest Detroit, or, or excuse me, Southwest Michigan, Southeast Michigan, w- what did you make of these numbers? Sure. Well, you know, for folks that have been on the ground the last uh, three weeks, really the last entire month, we're, we're at the one-month anniversary of Hamas's attack uh, on Israel on October 7th, which has led to 
uh, a month-long bombardment of, of the Gaza Strip. Uh, you know, folks are really upset. Uh, that's that's the first thing you, you, you hear um, when talking to these communities. But when you talk to the, your leaders, they say they have never seen uh, anger and frustration like this. It's palatable to what they felt uh, over Donald Trump's Muslim ban. It's palatable to what they felt during the Iraq War, uh, to Lebanon War in, in 2006 and 82 and so on. So it's been very interesting to, to hear the different perspectives on the ground from both conservative and, and liberal Arab Americans. So the poll was done by the Arab American Institute, about 500 people nationwide. Uh, In 2020, there were about 59 percent of Arab Americans that said they voted for Joe Biden then. Now, if the election were held today, about 17 percent of Arab American voters say they would vote for Joe Biden in 2024. That is a huge plummet in support from from Arab Americans what is the what has been the administration's response, do you believe, uh, to to try to quell some of the fears of, of Arab Americans? Sure. So we've certainly seen a tone shift. Right. I think the first two or three weeks, it was complete, unequivocal support uh, for all of Israel's military operations in Gaza. And since we've seen. Uh, really this underswell of, uh, um, um, you know, folks from the State Department, uh, folks out of congressional offices, right, younger staffers, who are saying, you know, we do not agree with uh, this sort of, uh, you know, all-out blitz on this region. Um, They point to the number of uh, Palestinian civilians killed there and say, hey, we need a ceasefire. So far, Israel and the United States have have uh, yet to, um, uh, you know, get support on, on on such a thing. A lot of folks think that, hey, that, that's not the way that uh, you win wars. Uh, but it's been a, an interesting uh, last two weeks as the tone has sort of coalesced around the concerns over. So is the message from people that you talk to that, you know, talk is cheap. You got to walk the walk and and the administration hasn't done enough to to push the ceasefire or or push a a stop in the bombardment in Gaza. Sure. Well, uh, Abraham Ayesh, who represents uh, Hamtramck parts of Detroit, he's the majority House floor leader in Michigan House of Representatives. He told me last week that he's reached out to uh, members of the administration, to the White House, um, and and trying to set up meetings. The White House did hold a meeting with Arab American uh, leaders from across the country uh, two weeks ago. Um, but folks that I talked to, uh, like uh, Jim Zogby um, at the Arab American Institute, say that uh, you know, folks are, are traumatized by this. It's going to take a lot more than, than a White House meeting to uh, sort of quell the, the frustrations. Mm. Do you then do you believe, um, based on what you're hearing from people, that that the numbers back up the frustrations that that this is sort of unforgivable and kind of no matter what happens going forward, the the president's lost the the trust of of the Arab American community. Sure. Well. You know, that's a good question because obviously Democrat retort will be, well, you you guys want Trump back? And I don't think most of them do. Now, some of them do. Uh, You know, there's a large conservative 
Arab American sure. population that exists, Muslim uh, conservatism that we've seen in Dearborn and Hamtramck uh, just the last few months. Um, but uh, in numbers, that's going to be, you know, months from now in November when the general election you know, on, the, on the ballot says Biden and, and Trump, it's going to take a lot for some of these folks to leave it blank. That's what they're telling me they're going to do. Uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see whether uh, their anger, uh, you know, continues. Biden came into office pro-Israel as it gets, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and folks knew that going into it. They still voted for him. Uh, some folks are telling me that, that they regret doing that. Mm. Very interesting. Uh, Sam Robinson with Axios Detroit. Thank you so much. Appreciate the, the, the information. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, you got it. 800-859-0957. I want to try to squeeze in a call here before we, we got to go to a break. Let's go to Pat in Richmond. What's up, Pat? Hey, Chris. Hey. Um, in regards to um, Trump overvaluing, supposedly overvaluing his properties, um, isn't it the bank's responsibility or what, who's ever giving the loan? The lender, yeah. Intelligent? Yes. Yeah. So, um, well, and and that's what that's what you know. For example, Don Jr. and Eric have contested when they testify in this case that that the banks knew very well what they were doing and they were comfortable with it. So if they were comfortable with it, why is the state of New York worried about it? Exactly. So we're supposed to protect sloppy banks. I mean, some who was hurt? It was tell me the bank that was. So sloppy that they just went by a customer's word on what something's valued. That never takes place in the, in the financial world. Yeah, so I mean, this, to be fair, to... though, I mean, this isn't just uh, somebody. I mean, this is one of the largest real estate companies in the, in New York City. So you, there would probably be a level of trust. But if you're overvaluating your assets, that means your worth is more. That means that you're going – it's going to be easier for you to secure loans when maybe in reality – it's not as secure a loan as the banks think it is. But I think that's where the Trump camp is saying, well, we've we've worked with these banks for a long time and they've trusted us. We have a good relationship. Nobody's ever been hurt in or at least detrimentally hurt in these in these deals. So why now does the state of New York care? I think that's a valid argument. But the judge in this case has already ruled and that'll certainly make way for an appeal. Pat, appreciate the call. Got to run. Uh, get back to more of your calls, your texts as we continue on. Uh, small business interview coming up next with Freddie the Pizza Man. That's next on JR Afternoon.